Hello, everyone. I am Judah Bernard, the Wisdom Dialoguer and the Motivational Warrior of the Rise Creating Your Voice podcast. We are excited for today. For We want to drop more people in and just know that we are here. Today's topic is to resolute or not to resolute. Have you? Now, understand that we put resolute on here because we put a small little funny on there to make sure that we are actually talking about resolution, which means to resolve. Mm. We have our Yes. We have our special guest on today, which is Stephen Martin. So we're definitely going to introduce him, but we understand that people do issue resolutions. And as I was researching earlier today, it was about in the British um, columns, they said that by February 19th, that people forget their resolutions or do they, they do not achieve them either. So I think this is an opportunity and a time for us to think about are we actually going to um, stick out with our resolutions throughout the year or what are we going to do? So I'm going to go ahead and invite Stephen Martin in on the platform and go ahead and introduce you and let them know what you're all about, Stephen. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, if you weren't able to catch the last show, uh, my name is Stephen Martin. I was born in D.C., raised in Maryland up until about 2014. I lived in Maryland and then I moved to California. Uh, I'm out here now about seven, eight years, and a uh, big part of why I'm on the show now is because I'm just an average Joe, average human being, just like anybody else, and this is an opportunity for everyone uh, from all walks of life to kind of get a better understanding about how they can tackle on the resolutions they've made and other issues they might have taken on for the new year. Thank you. So we're looking at number one, because we have several things that we need to talk about as far as resolutions. If you think about resolutions and how you made it, have you think you stuck your resolution out or has it been ongoing? That's a question to ask. You can stop by and just drop questions in the chat box too as well. Say, yes, I have done my resolution or I'm still resoluting or number one, I resolved my resolution and now I'm moving to something else. You can go ahead and drop those in the chat box at this particular time. But we do understand that you need several things you need access to to make sure that you're going to continue to do your resolution. Number one is mentally prepare for change. What can you talk about that with us, Stephen, today? About mentally preparing for that change. Well, the simple fact of the matter is that change is hard for just about anybody, whether it's a little bit of change or a big change. A little change can be something like uh, there's a new employee at your favorite restaurant you like to go eat, and a big change could be you're moving your life from the East Coast to the West Coast. And the biggest thing to recognize about change is that if you want things to be different, you are not happy with your current state of life or you wish that it could potentially be better, and whatever version of the word better means to you, uh, you have to change something. And to keep repeating the same behaviors, the same responses, the same understandings of things and expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity. Expecting different results <laughs> by doing the same thing over and over and over again. So no matter how big the challenge you've made for yourself, I think the easiest thing to do and something we've already kind of discussed uh, on at the end of last show and we touched base on just a little bit is that you have to take things like this day by day, no matter what the particular resolution is that you've made, no matter what exact change you want to see. There are things that you can accomplish today 
and that you can get done today. And you might need to write it down. You might need to set a reminder on your phone. You might need to make a mental note of it, whatever is your strong suit. But ultimately, every day you should have a set of achievable goals that can inevitably get you in the direction of where you're trying to go. And I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people with change is that you have to do something different. You have to stick to it. And it's not going to happen overnight. And that's ultimately what uh, we'll be touching base on in a lot of ways the next couple of series. And I do agree with you, Steve. When you're talking about change, change is inevitable. And then if you're looking at change from um, a personal standpoint, it becomes very task oriented. And do we really think we're changing or do we just put forth that change in the effort? But some of the things I always want to do when I'm thinking about changing is number one is stay positive. Number two is try not to make big, quick changes. Number three, change should be gradual. So in it, I look at it, okay, let me start off a little small. Like I don't want to eat three cookies. Let me eat one cookie per hour. Um, build on smaller things. I always tell people, celebrate the small wins. So when you start off small, you don't have a big avenue to drive down. Start starting off on a small street, a small little narrow thoroughfare. So, and then allow a little room for error. We're going to make mistakes, people. And one thing is, in change, you're going to make mistakes. That's anything. You're going to make those mistakes. Um, I think a number two for me in this is setting a goal that motivates you. What about you, Stephen? As far as my goals are concerned, I mean, I've made it pretty clear in the last two shows in which we've spoken uh, is pretty simple. Financial peace allows for me to focus my attentions on just about everything else and uh, everything else being my mental health and the things that I appreciate, the passions I enjoy, and the people that I care about. So no matter what most people's goals are, whether it's get a lot of money this year or you know lose a lot of weight or whatever people have chosen to make their resolutions, it's always important to remember that the base foundation of those things being supplemented by everything else is making sure you're in good physical health, you're in good mental health, and that you're not taking away from the things of which you appreciate in life by just being focused on a goal or focused working or focused on being on a grind. And uh, that's the hardest part for everybody. That's the hardest part for me right now is not focusing on just work and just results, trying to appreciate life in between. Uh, But ultimately, financial peace, that's kind of how people feel secure they have their rent you know accounted for groceries in the fridge you know they can go out and afford to have lunch or dinner with their friends and their family <clears throat> and then secondly the mental and the physical health you got to make sure that your mental's okay if your mental's not okay can't do anything and if your physical's not okay well it's definitely going to mess with your me- your mental and then all in full circle you're not going to have a whole lot of easy time doing simple little tasks that are what you should do to start any big goal that you set for yourself and I always tell people big goals are like big goals because most people look at a goal as something that's extravagant. The one value of setting goals is what motivates you. Some people do packs together in resolutions. Oh, we all going to stop eating chocolate till they go out somewhere and eat chocolate. 
So I look at it as number one is the goal is set to be important in you and only you. And that there is value or benefit for you. So we need to look at what's benefiting you each and every day. What are you going to look to every day when you're setting that goal? What actually what's that motivation point? But it's safe to bet in anything that's aligned with the following is your goals your priorities, your dreams, and your aspirations. And that is basically what we need to be looking at, is that information too as well, and making sure that we have that information and move forward. Number three that I always talk about is limit resolutions to a manageable amount. What's manageable for me may not be manageable for you. And what you have manageable might not be what I can manage to as well. So let's limit those things to manageable amounts. Do you have something on that, Stephen? Uh, I'd say for me, it'd be workload. So let's say I could choose to work an unlimited amount of time a day. So if I tell myself I want to make X amount of dollars, typically that is around X amount of time that I put into my work. But it's also picking my battles and recognizing when I might be overworking myself as well. So uh, I think for me, my opportunity is still trying to figure out when I might be putting in too much work instead of remembering to recharge and relax and prepare myself for the next set. Uh, but in a lot of cases, I think I, I might still need to be working on that is, is actually choosing a better, healthier work and life balance. And, and also, I, I definitely understand that making it manageable too as well and choosing what you what you feel that is manageable. But some of the things that were helpful for me is um, I wrote anything I want to accomplish for self-improvement self-improvement purposes on a post-it note. So I like to keep my things on post-it notes, things that I can see. I'm a visual learner. If I can't see it, I don't believe it. So that's how I, I think. Um, each post-it only gets one discrete tactic. So I put a tactic on there. Like say, for instance, if I'm going to read more, that is, okay, I'll read one page every day. So I continue to make sure that if that note is by my library books or anything like that, I'm actually looking at that each day. Place each post-it on the wall. I have a lot of post-its on my wall. Okay, call me crazy, call me psychotic or whatever, but it works for me. Um, go crazy, use as many post-its as possible. I have different colored post-its where, you know, different things mean different things to me. And group together similar post-its, which is like I did I did like a whole think board and I call it a think board being that I put all of my information into one spot. And from doing that, I um, actually grouped it together and make sure that it was um, put on there as, um, as necessary. I put the topics together about on the bottom and then I spent a lot of time thinking about the order first, which how I was supposed to do it. So I have different post-its for each month where I'm doing interchangeable things too as well. Um, I know we have up to like three more minutes um, and we're going to go to a little small commercial break where we listen to music. You get your questions together. But then again, I want to go to number four, being specific about what you want to do. Let's, um, you have anything to say about that, Stephen? I think like you said, if you're a visual learner or you like hearing things to remember, 
there's a lot of ways in today's day and age where you can set all kinds of ways to remind yourself, whether it's an app you download on your phone, you have a Google assistant that you can say, hey, Google, and it'll listen to everything you have to say, and you can make changes and setting changes so that if you want to have a wake-up reminder, let's say, and you have events in your Google Calendar that need to be done for the day, or you could say good morning to your Google, and it'll tell you what things you have on your to-do list for the day. So it's a matter of just setting up, whether it's a physical notation or a mental notation of what needs to be done, it's almost <clears throat> 10 times easier for most people to have an idea of what they're trying to accomplish. And again, if you can just go ahead on your free time and make a note of these things, whether it's a post-it note, making a note on your phone, downloading a reminder app, whatever it might be, you have the resource if you're listening to this app and you're listening to the show to be able to do that for yourself just by having a phone. So a lot of the times what it comes down to is people are lazy. People don't want to do the extra thing. They don't want to try something new. But again, if we're going to talk about change and we're going to talk about making things actually come true as far as your resolutions, a big part of that is getting over your comfort zone, getting over things that you're not used to, trying new things, trying things differently. So that way you can actually see different results that cater more to what you actually want and what you actually need. And catering and what you want and what you need is more of the things that we need to do as far as moving forward. But some of the smart goals are number one, and I said smart, being that you be specific and you articulate the resolution as clearly as possible. For example, somebody say, I want to be healthy. Healthy can be varies of things, but if you say, I want to quit smoking, that's something that's tangible and it's specific. One thing that we talk about is measurable. You quantify your resolution if possible. I will lose 10% of my body weight. Some people say, I want to lose 15 to 100 pounds. Okay, that's very far out, but if you measure it as far as 10% of your body weight, then you look at something where it's measurable. Attainable, choose a great goal within the realm of possibility, but yet challenging. Um, just say, hey, I want to make 10 friends. You don't go and say, I want to make 100 friends. Do something that's actual attainable. And sometimes we think real outside of the box instead of putting ourselves into that small frame and celebrating the small wins. Make sure that it's relevant. Keep it relevant to your priorities and goals. You got to see your motivation section. What is your motivation about? and then make it time sensitive. Give yourself a time frame. Like I said, I have post-it notes for January. I have post-it notes for February. So I give time frames to it. I want to do that within that month. And make sure that you set a deadline too, which will instill some urgency and provide a time when you can celebrate your success. Trust me, at the end of January, I'm going to celebrate my success. Like, yeah, all of my post-it notes are in the garbage now. I'm done. I quit it. We're going to go to a small music break and we want to come back in. We're going to go ahead and drop those questions while we're on a small music break. And then we'll get the questions asked and you can ask them straight to Steven, but you can drop them in the chat box too as well as we go to a commercial break, a small, small break.
All right, we are back. We are back. We have some questions for you, Stephen. We do have some questions. You can still drop your questions in the question box too as well. And the question is, what do you do when you have no idea what to do? <clears throat> so something I touched base on last show is something that I've always appreciated doing when I find myself overwhelmed with problems. And if you're looking at just figure one problem out, let's say, or let's say even 10 problems, the best thing to do, in my opinion, is figure out what is it about that problem that you can change and what are things about that problem that you cannot change and that you either need to come to accept or find the patience to wait out. So ultimately for me, if you don't have an answer and you can't find an answer and there's no answer in sight, something that might very well help and might not always work, but it's a start, is writing down what your problem is or what all the problems that you have on your mind are. And once you've written down that problem, draw a line, make that one column. In the second column, you're going to put all the problems of which that you can start working on either by doing little things or big things, regardless of whether or not they're a huge step or not. Those are things that you have control over or you can change or you can do something differently about to make better. If you can't do one of those things, then that problem automatically becomes something which that is out of your hands, out of your control and out of your power to do anything about. And if that's the case, you need to make a choice. Do I continue to wallow in my grief over the fact of something I cannot change? Or do I accept what I cannot change and focus my attentions and my energies towards the things that I can change? So that's the first step in the first column. Once you've moved aside to the second column and you've gotten all the problems of which that you've, de you've decided you can do something about, whether it's big or small, you then focus on the selective things that you can do for that particular problem. Now, we're all different. We all have problems, and they're all different in nature. In one way or another, our resources, our abilities, our intellect, all these things dictate how we handle these problems. But if you know you can do things differently, more oftentimes than not, the reason you're dealing with the problem is because you haven't been. So it's important to recognize what you've already done and what hasn't, hasn't worked for you. And for the things that haven't worked for you, Recognize that that's something which that needs to be cut out of your nature and of your habits. It's something which that is proven already does not work for you. So you either need to try something else or reinforce the things which that have worked for you in the past. So that's the second column. The third column is your best bet. Your best bet being what you think the next best step is to take in order to fix these problems ultimately in the end recognizing up front that a lot of the times either the problem is something which that you can fix sooner than later or it's going to take time but ultimately one thing you can't overlook despite all these things is that you yourself might be the problem and a lot of times i've learned in my own personal experience i am the problem so when you come up to that final column and you decide you're going to exert these energies recognize that you need to pick your battles too is this something that I'm making a problem? Am I the problem? Or is this something that's ultimately preventing me from being the best version of myself and my pursuits of happiness and so on? And if so, what do I do to make changes for the better that I can do now 
or I can do for the long run that will inevitably give me what I'm hoping for. So I know that was very long-winded, but the importance of those three columns to me is very simple. One, you wheedle out the things of which that aren't in your power or your control. You stop worrying about them and you stop putting energy into them. That means you have more attention and more energy to put towards the problems that matter. Then for the problems that matter, you lay out what can be done as best you can. And you figure out, are these things of which that I can take little steps for or big steps for to make changes? And then the last column, what those changes actually are and what actions needed to be taken in order to achieve them. And sticking to them, committing to them. That's probably the hardest part. But ultimately, the reason those three columns are the answer for me is because if I can't write it down, if I can't think out my thought processes, then I don't truly understand them quite just yet. So if you can write it down, then you can probably figure it out one way or another. That is a great answer. And that one thing I want people to understand, I think in what he said earlier was breaking it down into smaller things as well. Like I told you, I wrote all my stuff on post-it notes and I broke it down to the actual, I broke it down to the actual um, January. After I'm done with January, I start with February things. Break it down to smaller things. If you want to go to say, um, I will stop smoking at a particular time or stop doing something that you want to do at a particular time. It does not have to last that whole year. You can break it down a little bit. Maybe you can break it down to, hey, I won't smoke a whole pack for the month of January. Now I'm only going to smoke, I don't know how many come in a pack, but eight cigarettes in February. I want to break it down to seven, a six, then five, then four, three. You can always do that or just one puff, you know, make it smaller and whatever it is for you. Because the thing is, we continue on, but don't let that drive you for what you're doing. Go towards the end goal and what's that end result. And that's just break up big goals into smaller goals. The other one is, like Stephen said, write down your goals. Share your resolutions with others. And automate where possible always look at different ways of where you can place these things at and review your resolution regularly. I've already said to people, I write it down. So I review it. I keep it going. I keep it going. And if you fall off track, get back on real quick. We all fall and, and don't remember sometimes what we do. And we, we continue to fault ourselves for failing. No, just get back on there. It's, it's okay to error. It's okay to error. It's okay to error. Do we have any more questions on the line? Definitely put them put them out there for us to go ahead and answer to as well. Always remember, if you fall off track, get back on real quick. If you skip something, you know, sometimes people forget to take their medication. Like they say, take them. Keep taking them regularly. Sometimes you forget. Sometimes you don't remember. Go and take them when you do remember, but don't lapse with many days. So if you know you need to take them and also learn new skills this year, you got to understand that skills in the new year, you have new skills. So this will help you build on resolute or not to resolute. We verbally got this from um, William Shakespeare to be or not to be. That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind and suffer, you know, it's all of that William Shakespeare stuff. But this was the opportunity to come on to actually see 
what matters in resoluting or not to resolute? And the question was, have you, then what are we doing? Are we going to stick with the resolution or have we already failed? Or are we going to continue the resolution and follow the, some of the steps that Stephen and myself have already put in place so you can actually go back and listen to the show as we drop it on the Podbean app? So as we trickle down to the last effects and things like that, we want to thank everyone for joining in. We're not leaving just yet. We do have a mindful practice that we're going to do. And... Are you ready for the mindfulness practice? Then we come back and close out the show. So just stay tuned. Here's the mindfulness practice. What we want you to do is sit comfortably and close your eyes. Starting from your head, relax the muscles in your body. Say to yourself, relax my head. Now say to yourself, relax my face. Now say, relax my shoulders and my arms. Next, relax my stomach. Next, relax my thighs and legs. not least, relax my feet. And more than an important, as we go and turn in for the night, say, relax my mind. up your eyes. Bring back life into all of the things that you relaxed. All right, we're back to close it out. How did that feel? You can drop the hearts and everything on the bottom, but this is what we do around here. We want we to know that it is always great to see what we're doing. Always remember, traveling is my resolution. It gets you out of your comfort zone and shows what else is out there for you. I love that. Continue to travel. And Stephen responded, that's great. Always important to see the world around you for yourself and better appreciate your own home. But most important, appreciate your own body. 
appreciate your own mind too as well. We're gonna bring Steven back on. How can you go close us out for today, Steve? Well, I think something that that all of us should be taking away from at least today's conversation is it's the little things that you start now. It's there the best way to live, in my opinion, is that there is no tomorrow. There's no guarantee that you'll be here, or the things which that you find so easily attainable today might be even harder to achieve tomorrow if you wait. So it's better to start now with what you can do. If before you guys go to bed, you can just sit down for five, maybe ten minutes at best, and put a notepad on your phone or a physical pen and paper if you have it, and just make notes of things that you can do tomorrow. That'll make your life just that much better, whether it's exercising for 10 minutes three times that day or reading a couple pages in a book you've been meaning to read or whatever little things or big things might have meaning to you. I think it's important to start now. And as you get better at doing the day by day things, then you can start planning a week ahead of time and then a month ahead of time and then years of planning ahead of your time. And that's all something that you work up to. So I hope you guys go uh, after the show and take an opportunity to say say to yourself that I'm going to do more for myself, actually make a note to do these things, whether it be in your head, on your phone, or a piece of paper, and start doing those things tomorrow, first thing, instead of waiting another week, another year, another lifetime before we actually get them done. Thank you, Stephen. And we will be back on here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Our topic for next week is what is your worth? So we're going to actually be looking at what is your worth. As we leave here today and you leave here, go go home and, or go back to your room or wherever you lay your head at. Just know that you can relax your mind and things like that. As we always say, tell a friend, tell a spouse, tell your friend, heck, tell everyone. And we'll see you next on the on the next podcast. Remember, I am Judah Bernard with the Rise Creating Your Voice podcast. I am the wisdom dialoguer and the motivational warrior and also the dialogue coach for the Rise Creating Your Voice. If you need us, we'll be here Tuesday. You can also DM us. And Steve, where can they find you? You can find me on here. You can find me on Instagram. I'll go ahead and drop the link again in the chat. Thank you and good night.